Hey guys, I need a I need a little favor from you. I need to ask a question. All right, shoot. I'm looking into playing instruments now, and honestly, I either want to be like a world skilled piano player, or I'm thinking about the kazoo. The oh, kazoo. Yeah. Oh, I I think the kazoo. I think this is a very easy, simple thing. You should go for the kazoo. Um. There's a better way of picking. No, but I mean, the kazoo, I don't think it's going to be easier. Like, I understand that this is a popular thing with kids, but mm -hmm. I don't see it as an easier instrument. But you should be able to tell people, hey, I'm learning the kazoo, and be unique. I am, yeah, it's very unique. But also, yeah. pianos are cool. You know, there's, there's a lot that goes into picking an instrument. Like what? Well, why don't we just start digging deeper on it, and I'll tell you all about it. Okay. Welcome back to episode 7 of Diggin' Deeper. Yay. I'm your host, Blair, and I'm also here with my other hostesses. <laughs> I'm Alexis. And I'm Jude. And today, we're going to be talking about the art of picking your perfect instrument. Yay. Yay. And before we start that, let's go ahead and do our little weekly catch-up. That's what I look forward to each week. <laughs> you look forward to the catch-up. Yeah, I do things so I can talk about it <laughs> on the catch-up. <laughs> Right. Same. Okay. Well, why don't you start us off? All right, perfect. This week wasn't too exciting for me, but I have been. I had a good week. My movie of the week, I do want to say and get that out of the way, is Heather's. It's an older movie, and it's also used in musicals. I, I love Heather's. It's really cute. Yes. Would, well, not cute. It's a little morbid, but... I mean, yeah, completely morbid, but I loved how it turned out. I didn't think I would like it that much. Yeah. And I also had a game night with some friends, which was really, really fun, and I very <laughs> much enjoyed that. We played a game called fun employment and it was really cute I, I very much enjoyed that and we'll be playing it again that yeah. one's a fun that acting was a fun game, game. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. that is my catch-up of the week <laughs> well for me like she mentioned with the game night I was also there it was a whole lot of fun we were there for hours just playing all these different kinds of games I will say fun and plant was definitely the top favorites of all of us other than that I've just been getting ready for finals I know it was a lot like last week but this semester is starting to come to a close, so. What yeah. about you, Blair? Why don't you tell us about your exciting <laughs> time this week? Well, my week, of course I did the game night with all of you, and that was an incredible night. And then, Saturday, I went on a hike with some of my friends. And let me tell you, I was not built for hiking, ladies, and I don't know, <laughs> I don't know why I keep doing that to myself, where I'm like, yeah, I could go on a hike today. I really think I have the energy to do it. And then... <laughs> We, the thing that bugs me, we get 10 feet into the hike and I'm out of breath. I'm saying, guys, I'm sorry. I have to, I know, but it was a very inclined, steep mountain that we were going up. And I just, I was, I'm sorry guys, but I need just a little bit of a break. Just give me like five minutes. I'll be back. I promise. Just you talking about it mm -hmm. makes me a little winded. I'm telling you, I didn't expect it. I always do this to myself, but I did not expect it to be as hard as it was. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of smacked me in the face, being like, okay, I can't breathe. But was it worth it? I don't... <laughs> you can't I, decide? <laughs> the right answer to say is yes, because the view was amazing. Yeah. I love the mountains, and I just love actually being able to reach the top, because by the time I got halfway there, it was just out of spite. And that was the only reason I kept going, because I was not going to let that mountain best me, yeah. and I was going to get up to the top. So, yes. It was worth it after I proved myself wrong. 
Ooh, and I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a good reason to do anything because you're learning what all you can take. And it seems like y- y'all had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And it was a pretty view. I love hiking for the mm-hmm. view. Another great thing that you did this week is you had a successful performance. Woo! Yay! <laughs> you did oh my very goodness. well. Very, very well. <laughs> Thank you. It was a lot of fun. We put in a lot of effort into it. And I love how my professor was able to take COVID mm-hmm. and how we couldn't do any of our normal musicals or plays. And he made it into this amazingly fun festival yeah. of just five minute shows. Yeah. Can you explain like what it exactly that you did? Mm-hmm. So what I did, we were a part of a little festival for the directing class to where all the directing students got to direct their own play. And it was a five minute play So the one I was in was called Shipwrecked, and it was about this couple that got lost at sea, and they were shipwrecked on an island, and she is very upset with him, and it was wonderful. I really enjoyed yelling and throwing a coconut. (laughs) You did chunk that coconut. Yeah, you really did. (laughs) Quinn told me. Quinn said, just throw that coconut as hard as you can, and it'll get the point across. So that's what I did. Yes, and you did wonderful. Yes. <laughs> I think it was it was very neat. I I liked how they set it up, and I do want to mention how they set it up just really quickly because of COVID, is they did it outside, and you started in one section of the campus, and slowly you moved throughout it, and then back to where you started. It was, I, I honestly couldn't say anything was better than that because it was very spaced out. It was yeah. very well done. You yes. got to where you were going. It was, it was very neat. And I think the walk to different places broke up each act, especially whenever you're sitting down and maybe watching the five-minute plays. It's one after the other. So if you're using the same characters, it often seems like they're the same person. But I think the little break and walk in between it was mm-hmm. perfect for yeah, it. It was very like well-timed out. The whole thing was just well thought of. It's, yes. It was amazing. And it was all social distancing. You know, the crowd oh, yeah. didn't even get above, what, like 20 people? Yeah. yeah. And we were all spaced out because they were doing a great job at being like, okay, make sure you're socially distanced. We're all wearing our mask. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was amazing to get back into acting after being gone from it for months. It was amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well done. <laughs> so now that our weekly catch up is coming to an end, why don't we discuss. Our topic this week. Yes. Yeah. Jude, lead the way. Yes, I'm hosting this week. <laughs> so what we are t- discussing this week is how and why people pick the instruments they choose to play. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm just going to go ahead and dive right into it. Okay. So the first bullet point I have is the perceived difficulty of instruments. A lot of times people don't choose the instruments that they really want because they think it's hard. Yeah. 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 That makes a lot of sense. For example, a lot of people don't choose the French horn because that that instrument is actually quite difficult to play. Yeah. Then there's also the oboe. The oboe is extremely difficult, and I know a lot of teachers try to defer students away from that, especially beginning students, because that instrument is very difficult to master. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's Um, a big instrument, too, isn't it? Is the oboe big? No. No? (laughs) No, no. The oboe is smaller than a clarinet. Really? Oh. Their oboe is like between... You're thinking of a bassoon. Oh, okay. We will discuss about the bassoon. Maybe I've just never seen an oboe then. (laughs) An oboe is... It looks 
kind of like a clarinet but it has a double reed at the mouthpiece and it's exposed unlike a clarinet they usually sit in between clarinets and flutes mm -hmm. they're like that little middle voice but that instrument is very difficult to mm -hmm. really master especially for beginners mm -hmm. so then they just say never mind i don't want to learn it because it's yeah. too hard That's and a lot of the reasons like <laughs> especially as young kids people pick instruments that are more geared towards them like mastering it or not mastering but but getting a hang of it faster mm -hmm. a lot of kids they're like i want to be a percussionist because you just bang drums yeah of course there's a lot more that goes into it but they want to be able to just to be able to do something right away mm -hmm. and i would think that many people are choosing these instruments most likely when they're in middle school because that's normally when you start joining band or music classes because that's mm -hmm. when like the actual good teachers start coming in and yeah. like okay what do you want to learn what do you want to exactly because when do? i was in sixth grade that's when i joined band and that's when i chose like an instrument i chose flute but yeah. <laughs> amazing yeah, great instrument so yes that that's how that works but the difficulties also relate to physical size or the advanced technique to make a quality sound so like i was saying how a lot of times kids just want to pick an instrument and go with it but a lot of it's also because of the size. Because usually people are in middle school and they start picking instruments. Mm -hmm. They might not want to pick like something big like a tuba. Mm -hmm. yes. So, yes. I mean, I know in middle school I wouldn't have really wanted a huge instrument to start learning. Because mm -hmm. not only are you doing that, you're also having to perform that instrument in front of people. And the bigger exactly. it is, the more you have to be able to control what you're doing. Is yeah. what I would imagine. Which I'm sure if you do really well, like, small with as well. tuba... It's a lot of air control, um, and it takes a lot of air, like a lot. I've played a little bit of tuba in my time as a musician, and um, the only reason I'm able to play it somewhat decently is because I have the lungs of a flute player. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the only reason. Because you've learned it. You've yeah. mas not yeah. mastered it, but you're getting to master <laughs> getting it. there. <laughs> yeah. You're going to master it, so you're, you already have your lungs built to yes. do it. So... The next reason is tomber. Mm -hmm. Do you guys know what that is? No. Okay. Basically, what tomber is, is the sound of an in the instrument. Okay. So, yeah. how a flute sounds like a flute, but a clarinet sounds like a clarinet. Mm -hmm. So, even if they play the same note, they you can still recognize which one is which. Mm -hmm. That is basically what tomber is. It's what makes an instrument unique. And a lot of times, people choose their instruments because of the way they sound. I know that's a big reason why I chose the flute was because of the way it sounded. I always loved the way it sounded, so I was like, I'm going to do that. Mm -hmm. That's why a lot of people pick like something like guitar, because of the calming effect it can have. Yeah. You know? I mean, if you like listening to it, then you're going to keep practicing because mm -hmm. you enjoy the sound of it. Yeah, I know there's definitely instruments out there, and even though I'm not musically inclined in the slightest, there's mm -hmm. instruments out there I just don't like. And there's yeah. some I find absolutely beautiful. If I could go back and relearn an instrument, I used to take piano lessons. I would go back and take piano because that's something I've always found beautiful no matter... I know it's more of a basic instrument, I guess, in the grand scheme of instruments, but I just... I love that sound, and I am not a huge fan of a lot of classical yeah. music unless it's just the piano. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's actually studies and evidence that students who play an instrument they have a timbre preference for are more likely to perform better. Because if you like the sound of your instrument, you're more likely to go practice at home. Mm -hmm. That's just the reality of it. I mean, there's certain instruments I don't like the sound of, like, no offense, oboes, but I'm not a huge fan of the sound of oboes unless they are masters at it. Mm -hmm. 
I agree. I mean, I, I couldn't, and if you hate the sound, you hate the sound. It's not something you want to listen to all day. It's the same with EMS. You have to take tests about what certain muscles you have in your arm. If you did not enjoy that, oh, you could never <laughs> yeah. do it. I wouldn't even want to learn it. Yeah. So there was actually a, um, a recent study that I found really interesting. Certain personality types preferred certain tombers. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay, I, I can kind of see that, though. Yeah. yeah. So basically what they found was that individuals who scored high and, like, open, like, they were more open, preferred woodwind instruments over brass instruments. And then people who scored higher on extroversion, so they were a little more out there, you know, not saying they were out there, but you know what I mean, they were more inclined to prefer brass instruments. Is that a trumpet? Yes. <laughs> that's a trumpet. That is, that's the trumpet, trombone, tuba, all, all yeah. the shiny brass. That's the one stereotype I do know is that if you play a trumpet, you are going to be loud as a person. <laughs> and I can say that because I did play a trumpet. <laughs> wow, big Fair. surprise. Um, could you guess? <laughs> but I only played it for a semester, so I don't think it yeah. really applies to me. Yeah, I mean, these, these findings... They they really support, like, the whole extroverted brass mm-hmm. players and woodwinds are a little more introverted. And even in my time in bands, I've noticed that myself. Yeah. So if I was playing an oboe, I can't say I would necessarily be really good at it because I wouldn't personally want to practice very often. Yeah. But with flute, I like the sound, so I practice all the time. Which mm-hmm. makes sense because if you don't like what you're doing, you're and even in other majors, because if... Blair's major, for example, acting. If you don't like acting, you're not going to be good. Oh, yeah. It's as simple as that. You have to like what you're doing, for sure. Yeah. Especially if you want to be good at it. There's a few exceptions, because I did know a trumpet player, and I barely heard her speak a word. Yeah. It happens. I also feel like it's something to do with music you like, too, because, you, you know, you see a lot of people who listen to very upbeat things, and then you have, like, weird people who listen to, like, weird music, and then you have quiet people that listen to quiet music. Obviously, you know, there's a a huge thing where everybody listens to all music, Mm -hmm. but I feel like preferences to music also apply to this because of the sounds that instruments in it play. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so the next bullet we have is gender. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, oh. it does have a factor. Now, there's some people that are like, I don't care about gender stereotypes. I'm just going to pick this. Mm-hmm. This topic really confuses me sometimes. So, I know a lot in middle school, boys would not usually pick woodwind instruments like clarinet or flute because they were seen as quote-unquote girl instruments. Mm-hmm. Probably because of how small they are, too. And, and the Yeah, sound. and the sound. It's because mm-hmm. it's so, like, clear and it's higher up. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they'd pick something like saxophone because, you know, it's associated with, like, jazz and stuff. Yeah. But what kind of irritates me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It needs to be said once in this podcast. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So, actually, what's crazy to me about that, though, is specifically in flute land over here, there are more males that are famous for flutes than there are females. I would never guess that. I wouldn't either. And then I found that out and I was like, that kind of makes me a little angry. So here I am, a girl flute player, and I'm determined to try and be famous. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Are there, well, along with that, are there more females who play the flute? Or is Yeah, it- there, there really are. I know, because even in my flute studio now, mm-hmm. there's 
quite a bit of females. Like, there's more females than there are males. There mm-hmm. are males in there, but there's quite a bit. Okay, I was just making sure the flute yeah. wasn't dominated through oh, yeah. men. Well, when I was in middle school and high school, I have never met a male flute player. Okay. And that was at all schools. Mm-hmm. There was one that was like, I think he was like sixth grader, and I was like a junior mm-hmm. in high school. So I know he was a he was a male and he was playing flute so that was the only person I met who kind of broke that for in the flute land however in my band specifically from high school we had a lot of females in our band and they did break the whole stereotype things because we had a baritone player euphonium Mm -hmm. female when you but you would associate it more with males for Mm -hmm. some reason we had a lot of trombone players who were females and we had we had a tuba player who was a female for my last two years of high school. Yeah. But you wouldn't think right away like a tuba player would be a female. You mm-hmm. just wouldn't. I was just wondering if it wasn't just more dominated by men and that might have been a factor into them it becoming might've. more famous. Um, I read something. I can't remember exactly, but it kind of goes back to the Greeks with that. Oh, um, oh where it was mostly men. Yeah, because there would be pictures of like men with the... I think it's Lyle, Lear or something. I don't, mm-hmm. Like the little guitar thing. Yeah. So they would associate men with that more. And then there were certain instruments that females would be playing. And they were like, oh, female hops to play this. You know? But mm-hmm. There's males that also break the, that kind of stereotype. Because like I said, there's male flute players and male and female clarinet players. So it really just changes. I'm glad people are actively breaking those stereotypes yeah and usually the people who are breaking those stereotypes they have like encouragement from music teachers and their parents and friends but the people who usually gear more towards support Mm -hmm. they have a support system that usually people who don't fall under that those stereotypes they usually have masculine Mm -hmm. instruments or the feminine instruments they don't always have that support system gender never really occurred to me when it came to picking my instrument like I said, a lot of it was for the timbre for me. And I, I was really close to picking a different instrument, actually. Like, I was so close to telling my middle school band director that I wanted to play the French horn. Yeah. I changed my mind last minute, so <laughs> thank God. <laughs> I guess it just depends on who you are and what you like the sound of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really does. The next thing we have is the influence of music teachers, parents, and friends. Mm-hmm. Okay. This one is kind of a big factor. This one also had a little bit to do with my choice of picking an instrument. My mother and my grandmother had a little bit of experience with flute. Mm-hmm. They had played it for a little bit of time. I mean, that's that's how some people decide their instruments. But there's also the people that are pressured because... I mean, if you think about it, for me anyways, if I had kids, I would want them to do band. Yeah. I'm not saying I would force them to... to pick flute Mm -hmm. but you know I I can see where my flute abilities would want me to have them play it yeah because well when you're interested in something and you have kids you want to pass that on yeah you want to have that in common why don't you want your kids to play guitar yeah you know oh I'd love it if my kids could sing with me and just jam out exactly and usually if there is someone that plays not for very long but I was just, I always looked up to them, mm-hmm. so I was like, I want to be like them. This time I'm going to, you know, play through yeah. everything, but I was like, I'm going to pick flute because of them. 
especially the guitar in a family, usually the kids know. I've always seen guitar being passed down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're more it's country, so- the banjo. <laughs> <laughs> the banjo oh. is actually very hard to play. I like listening yeah. to a banjo. I love, the, I love the sound of banjo. My stepdad, he actually, he used to play the banjo. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. I beg him to, like, show me something, but he never will. <sighs> so sad. I know a wonderful banjo player, and he plays Johnny Cash on his banjo, and it is the best experience. I think a, <laughs> I think a human could experience is that man playing banjo and singing Johnny Cash. Really? Amazing. That's awesome. Yes. Nice. Ugh, I love music. Mm-hmm. So going on along with that is, like, right here I have a quote that parents can often compel their students their students, their kids towards a particular instrument based on their own experiences of playing, a sense of family tradition, or the cognitive and social benefits they believe music playing can have on their child. Mm-hmm. And I strongly believe that playing an instrument does have a huge effect on a child because it teaches them responsibility, it teaches them a work ethic. Mm-hmm. So when I have kids, I would, I really hope they will choose. I can't force them, but I hope they will choose to play an instrument. But some people aren't like that. They force them to do it. Mm-hmm. They really do. I, I've always heard that, you know, music impacts people's lives. And mm-hmm. people are told, whenever you're pregnant, listen to classical music. Yeah. And I, I would assume that would be around mm-hmm. the same thing as this, as you listen to mm-hmm. a certain music, you get inspired through it, and then that leads to an instrument you would pick. Yeah. It's I, I think it's all, it would seem connected. Yeah. And with the friends aspect of this, so, you know, I had a lot of friends in middle school that were like, I want to join band. During that time, your peers' opinion of you is more important sometimes to at least to that individual at the time because of the age they are you know so they care a lot about the opinions of their friends and if they're saying like we should join band and you're like "Mm, I don't know because in reality if they would go against that it's likely that they might not end up being friends because it it's a very very different path Band kids mm-hmm. out here tough. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, they got are vicious. <laughs> they are well, cause like a lot of my friends that I did have in middle school, I lost them because mm-hmm. I was in band. I mean that's just truth of it. Granted, when you go to high school, like things change. You have different priorities than you did in middle school, but still, and you care about what other people think of you. At least, especially during that time, mm-hmm. like in middle school. I know I did. You're still learning about yourself. You can't exactly. So, I mean, the peer pressure with it, sometimes that has a factor. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, rarely for band, because, I mean, I don't really know how much peer pressure you could put on someone to join band, because if they really, in the end, didn't want to, they don't have to. Yeah. And then the teacher's experience and expertise and their need to balance school bands and meet their school's expectations for musical achievement also has a factor. For instance, if the band was lacking a tuba mm-hmm. and a just so you know, a tuba is vitally important in a band for balance. Mm-hmm. They're going to do everything in their power to get a tuba player. They're like, I know for my band, we, we were so small that we were lacking a lot of instruments. Mm-hmm. So some of the time they would tell us like, hey, can you learn this instrument? Yeah. You know, they like my band director, he, he picked people out of the hall and he's like, hey, you want to join band? And they're like, okay. And he's like, all right, here, you're going to play trumpet. <laughs> literally that's yeah. that's how it went some of the times it really did because yeah. you need you need the balance in the band and to do that is just get more people mm-hmm. so i mean that's how it worked yeah, it makes sense if i was creating a band and i didn't have a key instrument or a singer i would look out for one yeah 
That's exactly what anybody would do. So there's data that suggests that teachers can also be naturally biased during the instrument selection by excluding instruments that are quote-unquote not available. I know I'm kind of crapping on the oboe here a little bit. (laughs) I know. I promise I do like the oboe, but a lot of bands, especially middle schoolers, they don't offer the oboe. Yeah. Because it's such a, the instrument's difficult to learn. It really is. And that would make a middle schooler feel bad if they couldn't pick it up as fast. Oh, yeah. And especially if it's beyond the teacher's expertise, they're not going to want to offer it because if Mm -hmm. they can't teach it, you know, why would they offer it? Mm -hmm. I do want to say that teachers are so important because even when I got here and I finally had, not finally, because there were people and even my own acting teacher that cared about acting, but it was finally being in a place where there were professors yes. who care so much about what they're teaching. Oh, I've noticed the same thing. and I mean, I'm sure Alexis knows the same thing with mm-hmm. her major. Because, like, when I got here, all, all day, every day, I was talking about music. I was, mm-hmm. like, I've been learning so much in my lessons and growing as a musician. Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy. Because they care. And when your teachers yeah. care, you care. Exactly. That's... Mm-hmm. That's oh, yeah. a very important thing. Whenever I was getting my EMT certification, I was being taught by people who loved emergency medicine as much as I do. People who eat, sleep, and breathe it. People who wanted to be there more than anybody else and teach a new generation of it. And I can honestly say that is a whole different level. I went in just wanting to get something in medicine to be able to practice before I become a doctor and I have fell in love with it immediately oh, yeah. because of how they showed. And I, I, I do want to, I'm not a music person. Mm-hmm. I'm but really it, not. It, cor- it correlates it's the same. Because yeah. if your teachers care, you care. That yeah. is always how it's worked. When I see someone who practices every day, who, when I listen to them, I get chills every time. That inspires me to want to practice even more. Yeah. You know? And those people made me switch my major. I was going to do forensic pathology, oh, yeah. which is... Uh, autopsies and learning about someone who has died, the way they talked about emergency medicine, the way they talked about working on these people and seeing them do these little changes in such a short amount of time, that it was everything to me. Yeah. So I can imagine going into an instrument and showing up here and then suddenly I learn and I love something else and yeah. I want it so bad that I'm willing to put in every single bit mm-hmm. of work for it. Yeah. Going along with this, that's the only reason that I learned trumpet was because the band teacher cared about it so I'm like okay I'll learn I'm interested might as well and it was fun it was worth it it was a lot of fun trumpet is it can be a difficult instrument but once you get the hang of it it's so much fun to play Mm -hmm. like it really is and like when I played tuba like (laughs) I was just messing around on Mm -hmm. it like I wasn't actually playing it I was just messing around and I had so much fun just playing it I was just like oh my god look at the look at me go (laughs) you enjoy it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. another factor that goes in with choosing instruments is Mm -hmm. also cost yeah that does seem like because the price of a beginner flute compared Mm -hmm. to a beginner tuba is drastically different it's a huge gap huge because you can get like a beginner flute for like 200 bucks easily maybe even less it really just depends but a tuba oh tripled that price quadruple honestly it's too expensive to even think Mm -hmm. about and then half the time with percussion instruments if you think about it percussion doesn't play just one thing they don't play just the snare drum Mm -hmm. they play the snare drum, the bass drum, the timpanis, the mallets, everything. 
even the little triangle. <laughs> so can you imagine, like, as a percussionist, buying different things for that? It no. would be insane. Or even yeah, just it is renting. a lot. Yeah, because yeah. even not even that, because my first year when I began playing, I rented. Mm-hmm. And even that can get kind of pricey. Mm-hmm. That's, That's sad. A, it's a big factor. It really is, especially mm-hmm. for people who can't afford it. And granted, they're, usually the schools have, like, loaner instruments they can use, but especially for schools that are underfunded, that that isn't always possible to do. That would break my heart if a student really, really was interested in music and wanted to learn something, but they just couldn't afford to yeah. get there. Shoot, if I would have picked French horn, yeah, I would oh. feel so bad for my parents because mm-hmm. that would be super pricey. And then I'd feel bad for me for whenever I upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> upgrade, like to an, the Better next level because even now I'm looking for upgrading my my flute which I love my flute but even that's expensive to get like a professional level mm-hmm. like y- y'all don't even want to know the number <laughs> I, I think I'm good <laughs> yeah and then there's also that goes along with even the cost is the instrument themselves like we kind of mentioned earlier the size of, in, of the instrument is a lot of the reason why pe- people pick them mm-hmm. I also picked flute because <laughs> Look how small it is. You know how easy it is to carry that around? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I laugh at, like, marching band competitions. I'm just like, eh, you got to carry something that big. And I'm over here with my little flute case. Mm-hmm. It's like, And don't even get me started with the piccolo. It could fit in my pocket. And you just carry it back and forth <laughs> and you're good. It's great. Anyways, but some instruments, you can't even sit in a normal chair to play it. Mm-hmm. Like, a bassoon is six feet tall. Oh, God. Yeah. You had to have, like, a special chair. A contrabass clarinet. Mm-hmm. I don't know how tall it is, but I know you have to have a crazy tall stool. <laughs> stool? Sit, you have to, yeah, you stool. have to sit on a stool because mm-hmm. you can't stand and do it because that's too, you're too low. Mm-hmm. You have to sit on like a really high stool. I've seen one in person before. It's crazy. There's different like types of instruments like for flutes. There's like a alto flute, bass flute, contrabass flute, mm-hmm. and oh, those suckers are big. Wow. They are huge. Like, so the cost would differ along oh between God, the yeah. instrument the itself. The bigger they are, the the bigger the price. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> a contrabass, you have to stand and you have to lean out to play it. It's insane. And whenever, would you also have to factor in lessons into this, or oh, are we yes. assuming self-taught? If lessons were the way you went, this is just, this is kind of just generalized. But if you did get lessons, it would be very expensive because. Okay. To get professional level lessons, like with like a professor or something, they're usually, I mean, they maybe a little lower, but I would say from like 40 to a $100 an hour. Jesus. It's yeah. expensive. Jesus. And that's, of course, the person you get because people change, like people choose what lesson, how much they do and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all different because like I didn't start getting lessons until my senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Yeah, I I did not know that. Yes, yeah. it's it's a great time. And then now to our last point, hundred dollars an hour. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. expecting that number. I'm sorry. Yeah. It usually ranges. Got me. It yeah, usually see? ranges from like fifty dollars to a hundred dollars an hour. Yeah. See why price makes it hard for people to learn instruments. <laughs> yeah, and that's that got me. Of course, I'm not gonna lie to you. That's whenever. That's when you like want to go to the next level. Okay. Alexis, Alexis is like hyperventilating from y'all that. Can't, y'all can't see her face, but y'all... I wow. Was 
I was expecting expensive thirty dollars an hour, maybe a hundred dollars a session. I was not. I was not. No. I no wasn't, if I you're getting them like from professionals. They range from, like, this one's probably one of my favorites. One of your favorites? Yes. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> of why they pick their instrument? Yeah, yeah. This is one of my favorites. It's the personality of the instrument. The instrument. You itself. with the instrument. Like, okay. the people who choose it. Okay. Like, their personality with the instrument they choose. Okay. You know what I mean? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, as we know, brass players, all right? Yes. They are found to be extroverted. They're mm-hmm. aggressive and lack sensitivity. Aggressive. <laughs> I'm not saying this is for all brass players. This is just a very generalized thing. Mm-hmm. Am I a brass player? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll wrap it. I'll wrap it. I would say, if yeah. just by looking at you, I would say either a trumpet or trombone. I'll wrap it. That's okay, okay with me. I love yeah. some low brass. That's what I got stuck with, so it's fine. <laughs> We're insensitive. Go yes. <laughs> That's my goal um. in life. I used to be too sensitive. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Trumpet helped you, huh? <laughs> yeah, that broke it was the me. instrument. <laughs> okay, so the most popular instrument is actually piano because yes. that's what a lot of, like a lot of parents have their kids play piano as like for lessons, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. I love the piano. It's, it's a very, great instrument. Oh, beautiful. Um, I'm mm-hmm. learning it right now and I got to say it's a I don't I have no words. <laughs> Every once in a while I'll get behind a piano and I'll remember little things. Yeah. And I just I, I wanna go back to it one day. I really do. I, I love it so yeah. much. And any kind of classical music or anything like that, it's only the piano I listen to. I don't listen to anything else, which I'm not proud of. I'm not saying I'm not bragging. <laughs> don't think I'm bragging about well, this. Just, it's a little it embarrassing. Has, it has just this beauty to it. It yes. does. It's um, a simplicity I really, really yeah. like. Sometimes I wish I would have started when I was younger because, like, now, like, it's harder to learn things as an adult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's a cool instrument, and I'm having some fun learning it now. <laughs> it's been a process. <laughs> so, the piano is usually preferred by individuals whose personalities were described as active, carefree, impulsive, creative, intelligent, and cheerful. I understand. I feel like intelligent. I've always connected those two, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't say a rigid, like a risk taker or... I don't know. Have you ever heard of piano and jazz? Yes. Yeah. I guess that would be yeah more of that um, kind of style. This is just off of, the, off of some of my sources. Mm-hmm. So... This isn't your opinion. Yeah, this, is this isn't overall. necessarily my opinion. I would say, honestly, when I think of a piano player, especially like a classically trained piano player, mm-hmm. I think... I don't want to say stiff because they're not stiff when they play, but they're they're very smart. They're kind of I don't want to say above everything, mm-hmm. standoffish. Yeah, yeah. I guess that would be the way to describe it. I would and say even carefree. Yeah, I would say if you're looking at musical theater pianist pianist, then like my music teacher <coughs> and she used to play for all of our musicals. She is a very chill, cheerful person, and she is mm-hmm. lovely to be around. And she oh I know who you're she about. can play. She can play the fire out of a piano. She, she can play the fire out of a flute, yes. too. <laughs> and I, she is a very cheerful person. So yeah. I feel like that's good for musical theater people. I yeah. definitely... I didn't take into account all the different versions you yeah, can play. I was only thinking yeah, about there's classical. Like, yeah. There's keyboard, and then there's, like, jazz, and then all that. I love the keyboard. Keyboards are so funny to me. <laughs> I love them. You could just, like, put different types of sounds in them, too. Mm-hmm. Make yeah. it sound like, like a trumpet. Like, <laughs> all right, next we have the percussion. They're usually tough-minded and moody. I don't know if I agree with this. Well, maybe a little. I don't know. <laughs> tough-minded, I do agree. They are very determined people. I would say with the whole 
carefree from the piano, I would say that's definitely percussion. I'm sorry, but every single percussion player I have met, they are extremely carefree. Mm-hmm. All they are is there for a good time. Yeah. Literally. Mm-hmm. And they, they mess around all the time. Because if you think about it, when they're in the back of the band room and sometimes they get some easy parts, so they already know what they're doing. So they get mm-hmm. bored. So they'll just start acting up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just the truth behind it. They do have a good time because sometimes when they must be determined to play some of that because my hands would not move fast enough. Like how they do. It's all mm. on the wrist. Yeah. Just in my own personal experience and with guitar players, but with them, I kind of see them as say, very chilled and as, laid yeah. back. Aloof, though. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't say. I guess guitars is in a different area. I was going to yeah. say, I would put that one more piano-esque level. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how I would see it, too. Yeah. Okay, and then woodwind players, so like clarinet, reeded instruments, and stuff like that they tend to show high levels of shyness and self-sufficiency and they are linked to introversion introversion with a strong second order factor of radicalism (laughs) wow i don't know what that's supposed to mean (laughs) yeah but all right (laughs) with the whole introversion thing i kind of agree with that Mm because most uh woodwinds i know are a little more into like into themselves yeah um that's flute. I thought it was called flautist. <laughs> the website said flutist, but I think it is flautist. I can't Shouldn't remember. You know this probably. <laughs> you be who you want to be. Are you a flutist I or a flautist? Decide. <laughs> Decide. A f- now. No, flautist is referring to multiple flutes. Flutist is just a flute. Okay. Like a singular player, mm-hmm. I think. Don't quote me on that. Flat? Don't quote me on that. Do you flat? <laughs> they say they show higher levels of intelligence and imagination. Oh, that's cute. We'll see. <laughs> Creativeness? Uh, I don't know. Not not for me. <laughs> Brass players showed low levels of sensitivity and intelligence and high levels of surgency and group dependence. Why is this man coming wow. for their intelligence? They really are. He don't like nobody. <laughs> He said they stupid. That's so <laughs> the low levels of sensitivity. I, I don't know because I know some sensitive brass players as well. I think it's hard to group them like it that. It really is. It is. It's very generalized. That's mm-hmm. they're just thinking overall picture. And then vocalists, extroverted. You know how you know. Um, you they're got out, it. They're cocky. Yeah. They're out there. I'm not saying they're are cocky, but I'm saying if you're gonna sing in, if front you're gonna of people, sing in front of people, yeah. you have to have that. Yeah. So that's a bit different from yes. playing an instrument. I think. Yes. So that brings us to the end of this. <laughs> Amazing. And now we all know which ones we would pick. Alexis would pick the piano. Right? <laughs> I'm flute. Judas flute. <laughs> pick it again. Flute. Flute. <laughs> and I guess me is guitar. I would yes. say if I did have to pick another instrument, it would probably be tuba. Hmm. Surprisingly. I think it'd be fun to Actually, pick up a tuba. Flute, <laughs> flute players make very good tuba players because of the lung capacity. Yeah, my personality is a tuba. Your personality <laughs> is a trumpet. Oh, my bad. Blair's personality is a vocalist. <laughs> you is don't it? get an instrument. Yeah. Vocal- I'll let y'all know how it goes. Um, but I'm excited. Yes. Okay. So, and the next we have violinists. They were characterized as intellectual, critical, and experimenting. I do like a violin. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Violin's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, people who preferred the violin and the saxophone were more analytical, intelligent, and a higher abstract reasoning skills. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I could see that, honestly. I could see abstract really well. Mm-hmm. 
I can kind of agree with it, but with saxophone, they're a little, they're laid back. Mm-hmm. I, that's the best thing I can describe for them, is they are very laid back. Mm. That's how I would imagine the saxophone would be. Yeah. yeah. And I should mention, I have no background in any kind of band or anything. <laughs> My opinions come from nothing. I, I literally nothing. <laughs> Okay, so the trumpet, string bass, were characterized as practical, realistic, and responsible. And they may be somewhat lower than average in intelligence. Boy. <laughs> that's, what, that's what this website said. Why I can't, is this website coming for I people? Honestly, wow. honestly, though, I can't say I agree with that because in jazz, like, the string bass, like, they're sitting there with the bass line. Sometimes they got some complicated stuff. I can't mm-hmm. say I agree with that. I don't know where Jesus. they did get that from. Though. Yeah, I know it's so rude. I feel like this is just somebody behind their computer. They probably are. They're and they're just, just giving their the personal stuff. opinions. Yeah, yeah. they're mad. <laughs> they think of their own band and they're like, "Oh my God, this is what I think of this person." <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so string players, so like harp stuff like that. Ooh, mm-hmm. I like a harp. Oh yeah, nice. They were found to be very introverted and aloof. Okay. I can kind of see it. I don't have much experience with a uh, string player, so I can't really say. Okay, we all know this mm-hmm. one. Like- Thank you for listening to this week's episode. It really means a lot to me considering this is a part of my major. Um, first, I wanted to mention my sources. So first, I have the flutecoach.com, scholarcommons.edu, and creativesoulmusic.com. Those will be linked link down below. Also, another thing that will be linked down below is our social medias, which will be our Instagram and our Facebook. Both are linked down below if you want to check us out and see more updates on when we post and topics of the week. And once you subscribe, you can listen to this podcast on any podcasting platform. Make sure you tell your friends and family about us because next week we are all coming together to talk about our experience in college with COVID. Mm-hmm. And make sure you give us a five-star review after you listen to each episode. All right, thank you, and join us next time when we dig Dig deeper. deeper.